All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Problem Solver Politics. I am your host, Cardinellis, with Cody the Oracle. Hey, everybody. And we are watching in real time something very similar to the late 1700s federalism. States are actually denying services to other states. They're kind of, it's almost as though a little war is brewing against the Fed or between different states. It's like we've seen what I would consider modern equivalents of small Boston Tea Parties. You know what I'm saying? So it looks like the states are actually finally acting like states again. Federalism is back and they're actually starting to kind of go to war against each other. Frictions are developing as though the states really are what the founding fathers intended them to be and what Gavin Newsom actually kind of slipped saying they were uh, nation states. So Cody, inform us, enlighten us and tell us what is going on. Uh, well, I guess we're kind of like brought this up as yesterday we've been kind of watching it go on yesterday a couple of big developments came out this was the one that interested me the most because it seems like a pretty small story but i think the implications are really really something else so anyway here's the story the headline is that ohio's governors order an end to mind-boggling flood of pennsylvania customers at liquor stores so we'll get into this and find out more talking about so before monday afternoon liquor stores and co counties across ohio were overflowing with pennsylvanians uh, it's mind-boggling lyndon johnson the manor of the liquor store at divine shop and save in hubbard a small town just five minutes from the border said around noon on monday 95 percent of our customers are from pennsylvania yet at 3 p.m an announcement from from columbus ended the party oh Ohio Governor Mike DeWine ordered that liquor stores in the six Ohio counties closest to Pennsylvania, which would be Ashtabula, Trumbull, Mahoning, Columbiana, Jefferson, and Belmont, can only sell liquor to customers with Ohio IDs, which is fascinating to me. As far as I understand the statue, if I've been living in Ohio and I just happen to have a driver's license in yeah. Florida or whatever, they will not be allowed to sell you liquor in these border counties. Uh, they're going to mention that at any other time, we would love to have visitors from Pennsylvania, the governor said. But during this time, those who are coming in to buy liquor are creating a health hazard. Uh, and then for a little bit of context, the reason why this has been going on, the reason why all of a sudden everyone in Pennsylvania is flooding Ohio, I believe Pennsylvania recently implemented an order that basically liquor stores are non-essential and they're to be closed. You're not, yeah. You cannot go into a liquor store to purchase liquor. So we were seeing people, I guess, flooding across the border. But what's interesting, too, is keep in mind is the 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 speed of it. I mean, at around noon, they were interviewing somebody at liquor store. Like, it's crazy. There's someone in Pennsylvania. It's 3 p.m. that day. The governor comes out and says, enough's enough. If you're from Pennsylvania, we will deny you services for liquor in these counties. Yeah. And that's that's one of those things where, I think I brought it before, I kind of had this moment a few days ago, someone was talking about moving to a different state, and I'm like, are you allowed to move to a different state right now? I mean, there is a lot of stuff we're seeing happen that's, Really not. Um, sorry about that. Uh, it's really not. Uh, what am I looking for here? It's really not. It's precedented, but it's not comforting. I'm like I, I, I have not. I have not heard of states denying services to other state residents like this reason. Have you? No, and it's. It seems. I wouldn't say surreal, but it seems like something that comes out of more. Not post-apocalyptic movies, but movies where the crap hits the fan, you know what I'm saying, than in real life. And personally, I, I don't want this to be taken out of context because I know there are people that are physically or economically suffering during the coronavirus pandemic. But this is one of the huge silver linings that I love of the coronavirus pandemic is that celebrities don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, essential workers, 
uh, doctors, nurses, ambulatory services. Uh, they're finally heroes again after having been ignored for the past 40 years, especially in my own adult lifetime and being treated like those on bottom. Now they're those on top again, you know, and also now all of these games and loopholes that people play between um uh, interstate loopholes like the wealthy people in LA that register as residents in Montana and go on vacation there the two weeks out of the year that it requires to establish residency so they don't have to pay the DMV res registration fees for their Ferraris and their Maseratis and their Bugattis and they also d get out of the extra 10% of income tax in California well guess what now during coronavirus <laughs> you know what I'm saying we catch you with that Maserati here you're an out-of-state resident go back to Montana to go get your services because you're not going to CHLA here. You're not going to the General Hospital in Los Angeles. Or you're not going to Cedar sinai with all the wealthy celebrities. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you decided to escape the taxes here. As much as I'm a huge anti-tax guy and a civil disobedience guy, I am a homeland guy also. And California is my state. You know what I'm saying? You got to fight the good fight in here. But at the end of the day, if you're renouncing your citizenship like the Facebook guy did, to become a citizen of Shanghai so you get an extra $30 million of the IPO and Facebook, then screw you. When the crap hits the fan, you're not running to the American embassy declaring, I am American, I am an American, like Elizabeth Shue in The Saint, all right? And if you want to register your cars in another state, when the crap hits the fan, a.k.a. coronavirus, uh, yeah, good luck in that state that you decided to become a resident of. You know what I'm saying? So, so now also governors are finally becoming what the founding fathers envisioned, like there would, you know that give me freedom or give me death speech, Cody? Do you remember that? Yeah, I was there. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I mean, but but you're aware of what it was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but historically, I believe, I can't remember who said it. If you could look it up really fast and tell me who said it, that would help. But it was because Virginia had not pledged regulars to the Continental Army. And they had said, look, Virginia's not going up against the fight with the English. And one of the big things that we had to do was convince Virginia, one of the most populous states, to join the Union, all right, in pledging uh, soldiers to the fight for independence, okay? And so that's why he got up and he said, give me liberty or give me death and gave that rousing speech because previous to the Civil War, we identified as Virginians, as... Um, you know, Carolinians, as Floridians, as as our individual statesmen instead of Americans, which was uh, a product of the post-Civil War. It was only until after the Civil War that, and that big bloody conflict that united us that we started calling ourselves Americans. So it's kind of cool seeing like the raw federalism and the raw flexing of states' rights muscles and, and governors finally rising as I am governor of this state, damn it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I am Andrew Cuomo and I'm going to take care of New York. You know what I'm saying? And then we judge him and call balls and strikes whether he's doing a good job. I am Gavin Newsom and I am taking care of California. I am that chick that Trump's always railing on in, uh, <laughs> you know, Michigan. And I'm going to take care of Michigan. Like, it, this is federalism, man. I'm digging it. I don't know. Am I interpreting this wrong? Well, I mean, I, there's some more stuff I want to get into. Oh, but okay. I mean, for the most part, yeah, we are we are seeing that. I think what I wanted to highlight, um, actually, 
Really quickly, I just want to read this kind of funny quote um, going back to the Ohio situation. This is a quote from Sean Kelly, the spokesman for Pennsylvania's Liquor Control. He said, We understand the public wants to have access to wines and spirits during these unprecedented times, but we have a responsibility to mitigate community spread of the virus to every extent possible and make sure our employees and customers are as safe as they could be. Uh, Ohio people? Whatever, man. You can go to Ohio and buy their liquor. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, you just yeah, can't buy yeah. it here. That was interesting. But to your point, right? We're seeing states saying like, You'll notice, I don't think Pennsylvania was saying Pennsylvania residents couldn't leave the state. Now they are saying this. They are saying that it is illegal to, uh, it is illegal to bring alcohol into Pennsylvania unless it's purchased at a licensed out-of-state winery or licensed out-of-state distillery or through a direct wine shipper or a direct malt or brewed beverage license. In other words, yeah, same thing you're saying. State's saying, hold on a minute. You can't just go there and bring their liquor back here. You're not allowed to do that. Now you're not allowed to you're not allowed to buy liquor here, but yeah. you also can't go there and bring it back, which is I think to your point. Yeah, we're yeah. seeing these. <laughs> I thought you were interesting. I'm, I'm looking at more as petty tyrants uh, rising up across <laughs> the entire. Check out. There's multiple states doing stuff like this, dude. Check out these these driving. Uh, this is an article from New York Times highlighting various restrictions imposed in states during this. Check out what they're doing. And Delaware is not alone in doing this. By the way, listen to this. In Delaware, first of all, anyone from out of state traveling into Delaware ordered mandatory two week self quarantine wow. unless they are just transiting. Which okay, I'm very glad Delaware doesn't force me to remain in their state yeah. for two weeks when I'm passing through. But get this too: um, law enforcement officers are now authorized to stop any vehicle with out of state license place to ask them about re recent travel and inform them of the quarantine requirements unless they are driving on the I-95, I-295, or the I-495. I'm assuming. Uh, the I referencing Wait, there's something interstate. About this so that big, doesn't make big sense. Roads that travel throughout the state, they don't stop you here. But if I'm driving on a surface street in Delaware with California plates, they are authorized, probably encouraged, to pull me over, ask me where I've been, and let me know the guidelines on quarantining in the great state of Delaware. And again, Delaware is not alone in doing this. We have also seen. We, we have seen, this is interesting too, so this District, district of Columbia is doing this. This is one of the other restrictions we've seen in driving. It's really fascinating to me. Okay. So, not a state, but D.C. is not alone doing this either. A stay-at-home order is issued for all but essential activities in effect. That's kind of normal. Check this yeah. out. Travel is allowed for non-residents to return to their homes outside of Washington, D.C. Get the hell out. Yeah. I'm just saying. You <laughs> cannot leave wherever you're temporarily residing, and if you do, get the hell out. Get out of our state. Yeah. I mean, and we're, we're seeing multiple states come across this. The other thing we're seeing is like Florida. We're done with this because there's 50 of these. We won't go through every state. But I just wanted to cover the three main things we're seeing governors decide with travel. Um, one, we are seeing governors give their law enforcement the right to basically stop and harass anybody on the roads and say, what the hell are you doing in the state if you're not from here? Yeah. A. B, we're seeing various states say, if you don't live in our state, trust me, we will let you drive out. Aside from that, nobody's on the roads. And we're also seeing this. The governor of Florida, and this has been going on for a few weeks now, requiring most individuals who enter Florida from states with substantial community spread, so New Jersey, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, I believe California is also on that list, to be self-quarantined or self-isolate. So what we're seeing is some states being more picky. Delaware just said, if you're not from Delaware, dude, you got to quarantine. But we're seeing certain, Florida is actively discriminating against residents of individual states, and they're not alone. I mean, we've seen multiple governors put in place policies that is, Literal active discrimination against non-state residents. It's saying if you come into our state from not a resident from ours, we're not. You can't buy alcohol here anymore, right? In Ohio, but we're also seeing like 
you aren't allowed to stay here. You have to, if you're going to come into our state, 14 days quarantine, mandatory, or else we won't let you stay. Damn. You're only allowed to pass through. We're seeing states come across with more and more of this. And this leads me to the last thing I want to talk about now. Okay. And this is something we saw. I'm waiting for more info to come out today. But we saw this happen yesterday, and it kind of it goes to what we've been speaking to. Yesterday, U.S. governors on both coasts announced multi-state packs to begin easing coronavirus orders. Now, what that actually means is we saw on the West Coast, I believe they're calling it the Western States Pact, California, Oregon, and Washington, which for those of you who are, it is literally the entire West Coast from the bottom to the top has formed one pact, the, the Western States Pact. And we've also seen, I believe, seven, seven Northeastern states, uh, New York, New Jersey, I can't remember all of them. I think it was like Pennsylvania. I want to say Delaware as well. Anyway, similar thing. Both of these individual coasts, we're seeing coalitions of states forming where the governors have signed deals saying we are going to handle our own reopenings of the lockdowns in our regions. Yeah. We're going to have open communication, we'll have open travel, but through our regions, through our states, through this Western states pact. Because I got crazy, a good relationship with that other governor. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's more regional play. It's yeah. more It's more the idea that, like, look, we need to make sure. And also, to get into the language, some very fascinating language in the uh, Western States Pact. I believe they, they literally say one of their key goals is that our residents' health comes first. As in the health of the, <clears throat> they mentioned specifically, the health of the West Coast is important to the health of the nation. Therefore, it is like a priority. That's That's how these three governors are phrasing it. And we're seeing on the East Coast, same thing. Cuomo coming together with other governors out there and saying, look, guys, we have to handle this internally. And that just leads me to one last thing I want to touch on. We'll get into some more discussion on this. All of this has led to Donald Trump basically telling anybody who will listen that he has absolute total authority to lift shutdowns and stuff. (laughs) It's one thing to say this. This isn't happening in a vacuum. This is happening in states across the country. This is happening as federalism is rising again. Like The the president of the United States is coming out to reaffirm his authority over the states as they're looking at him and saying, we are building our own regional coalitions We'll handle it ourselves. I mean, it's worth noting, we were talking earlier about the ventilators. The California National Guard shipped 100 ventilators across the country. That wasn't the federal government doing this. It was California ordering this. I mean, we're seeing already these lines kind of being drawn. And it's really fascinating to see. I mean, it might seem kind of goofy. Oh, they temporarily banned alcohol in Pennsylvania, so you got to go to Ohio. Okay. But then you get into, oh, so maybe if you are in a state of this country, you're not allowed to stay. Okay. Then it gets into, hey, maybe certain regions of states will band together and decide how they're going to handle this. Federal government be damned. And now we're seeing the federal government say it doesn't work that way. I have supreme authority of the country. Very, very, very fascinating stuff going on. Okay, so I'm actually going to send you an article from the Wall Street Journal. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, it was, it was I can't remember if it was 2016 during the election of Donald Trump, this story came back, but it was during a lot of the controversies of the Obama administration. There was a Russian social scientist who, like, I think talked to some American scientists and it actually developed a theory in which he thought that America would disintegrate into five different regional states that were reflective of the five cultures that he had identified. And I believe you're referring to the balkanization of the United States. Yeah, like it, Hey, ask people what happened over there. Ask them how they like the Balkans. No, no, I'm Balkans. not saying like, it would be when a, the ethnic cleansing hold started. On, ask hold them how that on. Went. No, Cody, I'm not saying it would be imposed 
by a, a a large collectivist authority, but they would actually unify against the large federal government and secede. Now, I'm not saying that the guy that it had credibility or whatever, but I'm saying that the science behind the fact that there are regional cultures that are very cohesive in the United States of America is actually good. So it doesn't surprise me that these governors are actually forming these packs. The only thing I would like to see, and you're always dogging on my sports analogies, but this sports analogy is spot you don't on. Watch sports and you make fun of no, me for watching it's sports. It's not that I don't watch sports. I don't watch as much sports as you. Nobody watches as much sports as you. you my dad does. You literally clown on me and say, sorry, dude, I got better things to do than watch sports. Then give me this. That's, for anyone, no. anyone watching, I don't want to get so bothered by card and sports analogies because <laughs> I bring up sports and he goes, sorry, dude, I got better things to do than watch sports. And then comes at me with half-ass sports analogies. That's why I get so Okay, upset. well, here's one that is not a half-baked sports analogy and it's amazing. I think these regional packs that these states carry should have names similar to the athletic conferences in the NCAA. We got the PAC, we got the WAC, we got the SEC. So the PAC three? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm thinking the like, three. you know. And then what, so the AC, I guess, you know what, honestly, you know? The, the ACC and the, the seven states in the Northeast, that's actually a pretty decent one. You know what I'm but, saying? Uh, well, so it's, it's like the ACC one. seven, or else what would we be? The Pacific? We'd be the PAC three. Yeah, the PAC pa stands for Pacific. So the Pac-10 was 10 schools in the Pacific Conference, so we'd be the Pac-3. Yeah, yeah, state. okay, so we could be the Pac-3, you know, and then the Pac-3 is going to team up with the, uh, what would Florida be in? Florida would be, it depends, but there's Florida schools that are in the SEC. I think there might even be a Florida school in the ACC, because they're just Atlantic Coast, right? Okay. Um, there's, there is literally thousands Hundreds and hundreds of colleges that play at the uh, FCS level. But yeah. you, you get all. So that was all an epic sports analogy, is what Cody meant to say. Scale of one to ten, at least a nine. Yeah. Also, you know what's <laughs> interesting too? So we would we would have to deal with the Mountain West Conference. That yeah. would be immediately to our <laughs> east. Um, but I mean, I think that's an interesting way, kind of interesting way of phrasing it, though. So like, because to your point, you made a good uh -huh. point there. The fact that America is already and has been a series of kind of semi-cohesive um, regions. Yeah, I mean, think the we were talking about this in the stream. The the the, the 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 Civil War was in many respects a regional war. It was the North versus the South. Yeah, the Northern way of life prevailing over the Southern way of life is what happened. What's different here, though, is the federal government's much different role than it had then. I mean, I I, I mean, I don't think we're going to see states, states seceding. That being said, California has been talking about seceding for a while. I mean, we made yeah. the video a little while ago about the Cal Exit movement trying to partner up with the Islamic Republic of Iran. Yeah. However, that's going. <laughs> but we are seeing, and I, I think this is my only takeaway from this. Donald Trump is noticing, the federal government's noticing that there are states all across the country saying, we'll handle it. Yeah. Donald Trump says, I'm going to reopen the country. They say, like hell you are. We will handle the reopening of our region, our autonomous region yeah. of the Western states. We will reopen on our own. You can help if you want. If not, get out of our way. And it's it's not, the, I do not think the federal government's going to say, that's cool with us. Just fine with us. We don't want any input in California. We don't want any input in New York. You guys and can it's live not like, like you want. That's not how it's going to go. Yeah, and, and the Fed doesn't like that these individual that these individual states are saying they're going to stay closed longer because, for example, if California stays closed longer for an extra month, man, we would drag down the rest of the nation's economy with us. You know what I'm saying? If if New York decides, hey, no, no, we got to go six weeks longer with this quarantine. Think how many other states are wholly dependent upon New York and California commerce. I mean, it, that that would 
when Alberta, Canada found oil. What if the cruise oil, industries want to reopen and they say not out of the port of Los Angeles? Yes, exactly. And not out of the port of Los Angeles or the port of Fort Lauderdale or Orlando. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, where else are you going to go? Up to, oh, wait, the other Pac-3 major port, you know, <laughs> Washington, D.C. So unless you're leaving from Tijuana, Mexico, or from British Columbia, Canada, you ain't leaving the left coast, all right? Which interesting, too. I wonder if, uh huh. could California say our border with Mexico remains closed? Oh, yeah. Dude, they could post the but, National but Guard could, there, which would be so ironic. the federal government say it's a federal, it's not a, it's a, that's a federal border with Mexico, no, not a state border, right? No, if they declared a crisis, a state of emergency, we already went through this because Gavin Newsom was saying he would not send the National Guard to the border of California when Donald Trump declared immigration uh, an emergency six months ago. Okay, we already had this argument about the Posse Comitatus Act, what governors are allowed to do with the National Guard, so on and so forth. And Gavin Newsom could straight up say, I'm sealing the border of California. He could do it anywhere. Now, the Congress could come after him with the rubber clauses in the Commerce Clause. Uh, It would immediately go to the courts. But, dude, Donald Trump's already lived that. Every single one of his memorandums was tied up in court for two years. So, so Gavin Newsom effectively—it's just like a copyright well, what strike. What if the state of California YouTube. stops recognizing federal law? Oh, that's and, why I said this whole sanctuary yeah. city doctrine from the very beginning was sticky. Because yeah. can you literally just say like, okay, well, we're a sanctuary state from coronavirus. How about federal income tax? Yeah, <laughs> or sanctuary state <laughs> federal income tax? I mean, seriously, I mean, property tax. We don't have to pay that here. But how about this? Yeah. This is. Just really quickly, because I don't want to go too long in this video. This is really okay. fascinating. To one, because we were talking a lot about kind of, it's not these states aren't cool. This isn't kumbaya from the states against the federal government. We're seeing re, we're seeing states fighting with each other. We're seeing yeah. states outbidding each other. Like it isn't like like every state's united against the government. And I think it's one of the reasons why I was so fascinated seeing what's going on in both the east and west coast right now is we're seeing regional like coalitions emerge. With, like I have to imagine, part of that Western states pact is not bidding against each other and using their combined power to bid against other states. Yeah, I have to imagine. I don't think Washington, Oregon, and California get in a pact to outbid each other. I think they do it so they can make big time orders. They can go to people and say, "We're ordering for three states right now with yeah. all of this money. You can transit it through all three of these states." We have how many how many places to ship things by boat do you have if you own the entire Western coast? Yeah. And I'm just that's what's <clears throat> that's the the other shoe I'm waiting to drop that kind of worries me. What happens when the Western States Pact is able to outbid the East Coast Seven on the next big shipment of PPE? Yeah. What happens then? Or what if or our what celebrities- happens if it's coming from China and they say, you know what, dude, just drop it off in LA? Why bother going? Like, why bother doing what you have to do to get to New York? You're you're coming across the, the Pacific. Just drop it off in Los Angeles. Yeah, we'll take care of it. Yeah. What people forget is that we are the size. We are an entire coast-to-coast continent. Japan. Japan. California is Yeah, You can put Italy on the map of the United States of America, and it barely spans two and a half states. It's okay? like part of Texas. Yeah, so, so what Europe is already doing, we could easily do. The French are stopping shipments going uh, to Italy from Great Britain, seizing the PPE and the supplies inside, saying, hey, if you travel through France, it's ours. You know what I'm saying? We need this, all right? There's nothing stopping Arizona from seizing shipments going between California and Utah. There's nothing stopping California from seizing shipments for every ship that comes into the harbor of San Pedro, every ship that comes in the harbor in San Francisco, even though that's not a big shipping port. But, um, I mean, compared to to San Pedro. Um, you know, the, the 
<laughs> there's there's nowhere to go. Because even if you go around the tip of Baja, California, guess what? You're still south of California. And if you go north of California, what have you hit? Oh, yeah, our other Pac-3 ally, Oregon. <laughs> you know? And Oregon's not going to do anything. You know? so like, well, that, that's not counting the fact that, I mean, it's just, it's. You got to go black market yeah, and start smuggling. But it's also not counting the fact that just roads, dude. Is Interstate 5 yeah. an important road? Does a lot of stuff go on Interstate 5? Yeah, well, that's yeah. all That's all in the Western States packed now. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, I want to be clear, we're a little bit late, so I'm sure most people who watch the video don't make it this far, but I want to be clear, the Western States packed, all we've heard of them announce officially now, same with going on in the East Coast, it's just, hey, we're going to share information, we're going to share techniques, we're going to try to handle, we're going to try to work together to have like one, you know, one message in our region. It's not, they aren't, no one's talking about breaking away from the government, but they're posturing it's starting and, and again I, I i do not think that donald trump would be making these comments in a vacuum if he didn't look around and say oh my god what's going on <laughs> yeah well and the truth is it's just like when uh, concerning the second amendment registration always leads to confiscation so most uh, gun rights enthusiasts are all about uh different safety measures and so on and so forth but they immediately bristle against anything having to do with additional registration because every time a country has introduced registration it's led to confiscation even though there's nothing official going on unification uh, has always led to like secession and war from a federal entity in north america i mean whether it was texas fighting um inclusion in the union whether it was uh, you know, the Russians in Northern California before we were even a territory of the United States, whether it was, you know, um, the French down in Louisiana rebelling against inclusion until finally Napoleon sold them off. You know, like there's there's always overtures to war that happen before war actually happens. There's always overtures to secession that you hear before secession actually happens, and this could be one of them. This could be, the, I think, yeah. This yeah. could be the groundwork for an issue we have in forty-five years, right? Yeah, exactly. Where this was rocky, but we get through it. But then something else happens, and we're like, "Hey, remember when we?" Yeah. Because I mean, I will say one thing too: living in California, no flame on New York, but California for its size and proximity. I remember one of the first people was in the one of the, the first person to die of coronavirus in the United States was a Wuhan resident traveling to. I believe Washington, and he passed away. And oh no, he didn't die. He was the first resident, his first person who had coronavirus. I think he was actually cured, and they let him out. But still, he came from Wuhan, China. I mean, my point being is, the bo more people probably come from China to the western coast than they do from anywhere else. Not specifically China, but yeah. just this was an area that you think would have been hit harder. Is all I'm trying to say. I mean, we have yeah. we have very large Asian populations in all of our main cities, and I guess I mean, not, not even Asian, very large. But I mean, massive. But we also we have like a lot of entire like, cities we have dedicated a lot of, to it. Important to remember too that we have a lot of like Koreans and Vietnamese. They're, they're not from China, right? They're not from Wuhan, oh, China. Yeah, they're not I from mean, the Hubei province. You ever in been China. to Alhambra? You ever been to? Uh, no, I'm telling you, I'm just I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. That I think that's the reason why. While there is big Asian population in, in California, it's from all over the Asian continent. It's not from specifically China. But with that yeah. being said, I don't know the bottom is California has not been hit as hard as New York for some reason at all. I think I, think I was reading that like California's hospitalizations have barely increased 1% over the last few days. Like, yeah. it's slowed here. My larger point is, I think regional governors in areas are going to say, whatever's happening in this region's working, shut everyone else out, let's keep doing what we're doing. And well, I it's think, also I because think our governor, I don't want to say took it more seriously, but I would say gave the most, and draconian I don't think is fair, but 
Gavin Newsom, when he read that report, that 54% of his population, if left unmitigated, would get coronavirus in six weeks. We got second, maybe only to New York City once they started taking it seriously. Okay. We had the most draconian quarantine orders of any state that I knew because of, of, of Gavin Newsom saying, nope. No, okay, I'm I'm shutting this cheese down. I had friends in in Utah that were still going to play basketball games, go like light business as usual for a solid three the first three weeks of our um LA County quarantine. Okay, we were living in a completely different nation than my friends that were up in Utah. How about masks? Think about this. You I know? think yeah, Garcetti in Los Angeles was one of the first major American city uh leaders to say. Look, guys, don't listen to the CDC. I am going to. Yeah. I mean, in California and Los Angeles, businesses are being told to turn away people who are not wearing masks. They're not allowed yeah. inside. I mean, that was the governor was not the governor. The mayor of Los Angeles was implementing. And again, just to we'll wrap it up here. I think this is a nice little way to wrap up the kind of federalism bow here yeah. is while the CDC and the Surgeon General were still maintaining do not wear masks. They do not help. Do not purchase masks. The mayor of Los Angeles said to hell with that, guys. Yeah. You better mask up. I like it's one of we'll those take things. your business license well, yeah, away if you don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, you'll be refused service, and it's one of those things where it, it's I I don't know. I just it's interesting to see where there's multiple. I guess to wrap it up in this last thing. Uh, one thing I always found interesting going throughout history is you'll always notice that like when a king's kingdom falls, they generally take it very deeply upon themselves, and a lot of them end up killing themselves like as soon as it happens. Yeah. Uh, and I think yeah, we saw the same thing where governors are looking down, seeing that their little mini kingdoms might be falling, and they're saying. Tighten up. We need to ally with whoever we can, and we have to implement whatever we have to implement. I'm not going to let that happen to my state. Yeah. And in that mindset, some very interesting decisions can be made, right? And we'll see where it goes later today. By the time you guys are watching this, Gavin Newsom will probably have come out with the other states in the Western Coast Pact, or the Western States Pact, and they'll probably be announcing some further details of what it actually will encompass. It's probably going on right now, but it's it's starting, man. It's a, it's a bold new America we might be living on the frontier of right now. <laughs> This is awesome. So let us know what you guys think. If any of you guys are in a pack with us here in California, please uh, let us know in the comments below if you've heard any local news from your state governments, from your officials, your municipalities, so on and so forth. We would love to hear from our brothers and sisters in what do we call us? The pack three. The pack three or the, the Western state pack. Yeah. The, 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 the WSP three or the pack three. You know what I'm saying? We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what's going on. Follow us on Twitter at PSP Radio 1. And also make sure you check us out on Instagram and on Facebook. And if you can, join the channel. It's a great way to support us, me and Cody. This is Problem Solver Politics. We'll see you guys in the next video.